going to go back to Russia ever, then I better not dig in too deep in New York City, right? I mean, that was wise counsel, wasn't it? Because you aren't going to be in both places. You're going to be in one or the other. And uh, I didn't know that the Lord was going to enable me to go back or not, but uh, of course he did, and, and uh, that helped me settle the question that I was just going to try to go back and let that you know, Lord decide that, and then I would go further. So I'm, appreci- I'm really grateful for his counsel at that point and his fellowship and friendship and, and, uh, and the relationship with your church, which I really value, although I don't see you very often, unfortunately. But uh, let's open in the Bible, please, to Luke chapter 12 and verse 54. Luke chapter 12 and verse 54. And he, Jesus, said also to the people, When ye see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway ye say, There cometh a shower, and so it is. And when ye see the south wind blow, ye say, There will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that ye do not discern this time? Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray tonight that you would bless your word to our hearts. And Lord, that you would help us to be better discerners of our time. Lord, there's so much that we might be able to have an understanding of and understand the signals and be able to interpret them. But Lord, help us to be interpreters and understanders of our own time. That we would be who we ought to be and where we ought to be and in your perfect will. Lord, I pray that you would bless this time tonight and that it would be a strengthening time for us and a surrendering time for us. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Jesus was speaking at a time when, in fact, many were failing to discern their time. Mainly that here was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, once in the end of the world appearing to put away sin. The Bible tells us that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. That meant that they did not discern him. The Jewish people as, as, a, as a whole did not discern him. They did not discern the time, uh, the essence of the time, which was that God had sent his son one time to our world. And as a result, they perished. And uh, this week I was at a mission conference myself and uh, is participating. And uh, by the way, Brother Van Horn, uh, Mike, was there and uh, kind of the main preacher. And, and I had not heard him <laughs> ever. I don't think I'd ever heard him preach. And that was kind of a treat in, in a number of ways. Uh, he is, it was really a blessing, the conference itself. And then just to see uh, what God has been doing with him from the beginnings that I remember and the process of surrender on his part to where he's just all in. I mean, he's just all in it. And I just praise the Lord for that, and it's, it's, it's just so wonderful to, to just see God working in somebody's life as just they yield to God. So, uh, but this mission conference was global. It was a faith promise mission conference, and it, it just it really helped me, because I'm kind of in my own corner of the world with, we've got your own issues, your own challenges, and, 
and uh, I can get a little, I can get real local in, in my thinking. And uh, uh, we, we really need to discern our time. And that particular meeting uh, really helped me to, uh, to, 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 to think of the world more. And I want to encourage us to do that tonight here, just in the few minutes that I have. Uh, I just think of Asia and uh, that tremendous continent that is opening up. China with 1.3 billion people. India with a billion. You realize that India alone has more people than all people in the Americas. You take everybody that lives in North America and South America from top to bottom, from the Arctic down to the bottom of South America, there's more people in India alone than in all of that. You know, we, we think of the, you know, North America, we think of the United States, we, we, we really do think locally, uh, and, and we need to think of the world, because God does. Uh, a country like Cambodia is opening up, and Brother Mike has, uh, I mean, is, is traveling there and, and uh, helping works there, opening works in prisons and making contacts there, and, uh, which is also a rather amazing thing. But that's what happens when you just surrender and you follow on. Is, is, it's just a process, and, uh, and he's in that process and surrendered in it. But, uh, and he just called to mind the work that Filipino missionaries are doing. We're just talking about Asia just for a minute because we so much think of America and we, uh, our own country, our own area, and that's, that's right to think about. But when we begin to think of the world, uh, you think of the, uh, the Filipinos who are a great now missionary country, missionary sending country. Uh, and uh, uh, Brother, Mike, there, there's, Brother Mike is working with a Filipino missionary in Cambodia who's been there for 17 years. And uh, there are, uh, we, another fellow went out from Russia, of all, uh, of all things, and to Indonesia, Indonesia, where he's working with Filipino missionaries. So that the, the Philippines, which are just a tremendous, tremendous mission field, place of constant harvest, but they're also, they have become a great missionary country themselves. You know, you, you, you give a Filipino, and maybe there are someone here who is Filipino tonight, I don't know, but uh, they just, you give them uh, some rice and you give them some, some fish, some things that we, you know, that we would have a hard time living on, and they're okay. And they will fast and they will pray and they will go. In Novosibirsk, temperature minus 30, minus 35 arrives about three years ago a missionary from the Philippines. No overcoat, no nothing. January of the coldest year that I can, in, in recent memory. It's minus 35, minus 40 just for weeks. And in comes this Filipino family, a couple with three children, they land, and they're working for the Lord, learning the language, doing everything they can, and dug in. A pastor in the Philippines, and uh, coming to all the way to, he just said, I'm going to surrender to go to the farthest place I know, the most difficult place I know. And he did, and he, he probably found it. And, 
uh, and uh, he wasn't able to stay very long, but, uh, but what a heart, right? What a heart. And uh, we don't even think about the, we think of the Philippine, Philippines as a missionary, uh, a mission field. It's now a missionary sending country while remaining a mission field, just like the United States. It's a mission field. Go to New York City. Mission field, right? Mission field. But uh, Brother Mike was just sharing just the, how open Cambodia is at this point. Apparently, the older generation has the attitude, well, we're not going to believe, but let the younger ones go to church. It's a Buddhist country, historically. And uh, the government is apparently allowing workers to enter. So there's a great door and an effectual door being opened. And we need to discern that that's the kind of time we live in. That's the kind of world we, uh, we're in in our period of time. And, uh, you know, I think things are kind of splitting wide open and in directions that we, that we just never would have thought across the Middle East and those kind of changes. And Russia is still open. And you say, oh, that's old news. Well, it's new news that Russia's still open. And uh, Sharon, I saw Sharon Pranger here tonight, and uh, her brother, of course, is surrendered to go. And, uh, and what, what a great thing that he can go, and I think within, within six months he can have the piece of paper that it took me all that period of time to get to getting and dig in as a young man and work to reach the Russian people. Now, we're aware of these things. We're aware of Asia. We're aware of the world that we live in, which has really, really changed in the last 10 years. I'm just, I'm just telling you this, that... Uh, doors are opening, regimes are falling, they're changing whether they want to or not. You know, some of these places, they, just, they don't want to change, but they do change uh, just by the force of what's going on with the people. There was a wave of money, some kind of a big wave of capital came in, and capital got reckless, and, and it just went all over the world. And in those years that I was in the United States, something happened across the developing world, and it really shook things up. Even in Russia, may God grant it, the, the government may have decided that they have bigger fish to fry than to chase, try to chase out every missionary that comes in. Maybe if they concentrate on making the economy work, they'll have an economy that's successful and sustainable and all of that. And so all of a sudden there's a middle class in Russia and all of these things that I, that I refer to with the pluses and with the minuses. But one of the pluses is that we can be there kind of not completely under the radar either because it's just sort of they've maybe matured a little bit or the Lord's just kept that door open there. So the opportunity, the need in Asia is, is and in the emerging world, it's immense. And we need to discern that fact. Right, I'm excited for you. You got another building preacher, is right? That right? That's well, that's exciting. And uh, you know, your first your first focus is right here, and you're you're carrying it out, and it's wonderful. And uh, but we and at the same time, we need to get educated about the people of our world and what God is doing everywhere. I'm afraid we we know too little about what's going on. Right? We we just know we know too little. And, uh, uh, you know, because the, the Lord has put the, ch- the, the entire world on the church's shoulders, the local church. 
know, Jesus told the disciples, he told the eleven, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things. That command was given to the first church, eleven people at that point, gathered during Jesus' time. So that Jesus put the whole world, all those people, everybody, in their hands or on their shoulders. The amazing thing is that the church in Jerusalem ended up reaching their world. In the lifetime of the apostles, they basically reached their world by the power of God and by uh, just the mighty workings of, of God at that time. They did not at first, they didn't discern the time fully, did they? They just stayed in Jerusalem. They feasted on the manna from a bountiful supply. They, they enjoyed the fellowship of the church. But, uh, you know, God had to shake that up. And by the time he shook it up, uh, they had gone out from Jerusalem into places like Antioch in Syria. And from Antioch in Syria, Saul and Barnabas went out into the rest of the Gentile world and started churches so that they did reach the world of their time. The whole world, every place we're talking about, the Cambodias and the Chinas and all the rest, and in the Americas, it's on the shoulders of the local church. That's really, it's, it's on your, your shoulders and of all the local churches taken together. And you know, the local church is still up to the task of reaching the world. It, it can do it. But we need to get mindful of that world, more mindful. I know you are mindful, you have a, a strong mission program and mission emphasis, but I'm just saying we need to get more mindful and get educated about what, the, what, the, what God is doing across the world so that we can discern our time. I remember Brother Pranger, Jim, uh, and uh, when he was helping out at my church in Loudonville, uh, with his family, they'd come down on Saturday and spend the day on, which Sharon no doubt remembers, I don't know how fondly, but anyway, <laughs> sleeping on my trailer floor and all of these things. But uh, I remember Brother Jim just sitting with my atlas. I had this great big atlas that I bought at a, a library book sale. It's a $150 book. It's about this big by this big. You know, it fills your lap. And uh, I bought it for $8. And, and uh, anyway, but uh, Brother Jim would just sit there with that book. And he just paged that thing. And I just look at him and, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing whatever my pastoral <laughs> mentality or whatever. I, wherever, and I think, what is, what's going on with him? Well, he was getting educated about the world. I don't think the Lord had called him yet because he was pretty much gone once the Lord did that. He, he was getting acquainted with the geography of it, the, the, the where of it, and, the, and the, the, the wherefore of it. And uh, by the time little did he know and, or anybody else except the Lord know that before long he'd be riding and driving through some of the coldest places on earth, taking the gospel. But just that acquaintance, that, that considering, being mindful, getting educated about it, that, that was part of it. And uh, I think it's a part of it for us. You know, I, I think that we need to, uh, I th if I can say this, we need to get more educated. We, we need maybe l even less of a good thing, if it's a good thing, like less Fox News 
right? There's so much politics, so much anger at politics, not talking about everything else that's on cable, which we shouldn't even be looking at at all, just the vanity and the evil. Uh, but, I mean, even something that's, you know, it's, sort of, it's a good thing that in some measure is valuable, but we need less Fox News because I just people are so angry and, you know, they're just uh, so informed, right? I mean, we, anything, you know, anytime anybody, there's a rumor and, man, everybody knows it and everybody's angry and upset. We're, we're so full of information about something political in Washington, but what about the world? I'm not saying don't listen to Fox News or don't be informed or don't participate in politics or don't take a stand. I'm just saying, you know, let, let's balance the thing out and, uh, and get to know more about the world and the good that God's doing in it. Because God has put the whole world on the church's shoulders. There's evil and confusion in Washington enough, not to mention in Hollywood and everything else that's pumping in and, and uh, enough to keep the television going 24 hours a day and everybody angry and upset all the time. You know, but the apostles said, but yet I would have you to be wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. So we, uh, we need to be informed. We need to, we need to, uh, to understand what's going on, but not get carried away with it, but get educated about our time and the good that's in it, which is what God's really doing across the globe. Uh, the same meeting, there was a young missionary going to Colombia in South America. And uh, the last I knew about Colombia, maybe you have more information than I, you may be, may be more educated than I am on this one, but uh, Colombia was a, was a failed state. They couldn't really govern themselves. And and, or it was a narco state. The whole economy was based on drugs. That, that, that's where I was with it. Uh, but in fact, that place has changed. And now uh, there's some kind of regime that's stable, and there's actually a, an open door to the gospel there. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I need to get educated about that. And I think there's a lot of things we need to get educated about in our world just to understand our time and discern our time. And uh, when God is doing these amazing things uh, all over, then we need to take hold of that and our responsibility toward that. Just look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you would, just for a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. How am I doing time-wise, preacher? Am I all right here? Am I okay? I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not seeing a clock, and I'm <laughs> okay. First uh, Corinthians three and verse twenty-one. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours, and ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Now, if we are Christ's, and we belong to him, and the world is ours, then we need to be wise about what God has entrusted to us. We need to be educated about it. We need to be involved in sending and keeping missionaries there, which is involved in your faith promise commitment that we're really not talking about tonight, but is vital uh, to seeing 
that people across the world receive the gospel. You know, the people in Jesus' time that discerned the time and realized that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was on the earth and among them, the Messiah, God manifest in the flesh once in the end of the world to put away sin. The people that discerned their time, they received Christ as their Savior and Lord. And God gave them power to become sons of God. Now what about in our time? If we discern our time, what, what, are, what are we to do? Who have also, like they, uh, like them, we, who have also received Christ as Savior and Lord, been saved. Well, we ought to present ourselves to God. That's what we ought to do. For his service. Discerning that, that all of these, it's like the, tecton, the plates that are under the earth. You know, there's some kind of physical plates that big parts of the earth, just the geology of it, the physical earth, those shift. And that causes earthquakes and tsunamis and all of that. And, uh, well, there, there's big plates shifting spiritually, politically, and economically. And, and you know, the, the rulers of this world don't know what they're doing with their policies. But it's changing the world and it's shaking up regimes and it's opening doors and it's just, it's, it's, it's a different world. And we need to, to understand that. But even if we don't understand that, we need to be sure that God is mindful of the whole world. Right? We, we may be, uh, maybe balanced some not right way uh, and, uh, but God is balanced right, and his heart and his eyes are on the whole world, all of it. And we ought to give ourselves to God and then plunge in headlong into the will of God. That's what we need to do. We need to pl just plunge in headlong into it. And uh, I think of Brother Mike in that, and, and just he's just headlong into that thing. I mean, he's just, uh, not to speak of men, but I'm just saying he just is. I'm glad he only drives the speed limit. You know, that's one of his peculiarities is he, uh, by, he just believes that we ought to obey the ordinances of man and, and, uh, and drive the actual speed limit and, uh, because the Bible says that, and I, agree, I have to agree with him, but I'm glad he drives the speed limit because I'd be afraid of, you know, if he was trying to rush to get to meetings at, the rate, at you know, where his heart is to... to and uh, I'm just saying that to go headlong in, to plunge into the will of God, you know, that's what I didn't understand uh, when uh, the Lord dealt with me about going to Russia. And I had a little bit in there in the slides that probably didn't make any sense uh, about the horse and the mule and all of that, you know. But, uh, but God wants us to just go headlong and surrender to God and, and kind of just... Just put ourselves there ready to go, ready to do, whether it's here in the church, whether it's out, going out from the church, whether it's uh, going out far from the church, whatever it is, that's what, that's what we really need. If we discern the time, is to just, God has to have his heart and his eyes on our world, the whole of it. 
And some of these far places that, that are just opening up, and they're, they're, I mean, Burma, for example, I think something's happening there, and that's millions of people that haven't had the gospel for, for a century. There were great missionary works there done uh, generations ago, but it's opening again. And the financial thing does it. Somehow they engage in the economy, and then all of a sudden uh, just things start to happen. And they, and, uh, but we need to be there, and we need to be surrendered to God. That's really what it's about. We don't have to understand what's happening. We don't have in the, in the sense of you know, why things are opening up. But be sure that God is making things possible now and opening opportunities now that were never there before. What happened when Russia opened, it's a small thing compared to what's happening right now. I mean, just you take the population of the areas affected, that's a small thing. And uh, it's a wonderful thing, and it's a great thing, and it's an ongoing thing, and I'm thankful for that. So we, uh, but we need to get educated about our world, and then we need to get surrendered to the Lord of the harvest, to go in headlong head first, and prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That would be to discern our times. Are we discerning them in our own lives? Are we surrendered, truly surrendered to go? If, if God called you, would you go? I mean, if God touched your heart to go, would you? Well, if you would, he probably will. What I discovered for me was I needed, if I, I needed to get my wood fully in order and do the headlong part because I'm not a headlong guy. I'm a go to the library at the College of Worcester and spend my day off reading books. Hiding, right? That's my person. That's, that's me, right? But when, when I finally got the message that, okay, I wasn't surrendered to the Lord, well, then I just... I just surrendered in that headlong sense. And as soon as I surrendered in that headlong sense, and at the moment that I surrendered in that headlong sense, I knew what God wanted me to do. And uh, by the grace of God, we're still trying to carry that out. But it's in the surrender and in the headlong and, and, and getting the surrender. I mean, get your, your, get your head in front of everything. Get your, I mean, just... Put it all out there and be ready to go. Be, be willing and be, be going already. And God will send those that he sends. God will send step folks further into the ministry here and out from here as we take those same steps in, in our own lives. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you tonight for this great meeting, this great church, Lord, the privilege to be here, and even on an ad- anniversary. Uh, night. What a what a blessing.